This is an ABC podcast. Hello, 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 my friends. My name's Ruby and this is news time. Hello, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Today, we are going to find out how dogs are helping people with diabetes. We'll also visit a tiny school with its very own farm. Then we'll meet a newly discovered creature with an unusual snout. And we'll learn some Ghana language words published in a new dictionary. And you know what comes after that. Wow of the week. You got it. That's the story that made us all say, whoa. Let's do it. Story number five. Did you know that your blood is full of sugar? Chocolate? Um, no, I'm not exactly talking about lollies and sweets. I'm talking about blood sugar. Blood sugar can come from lots of different foods and it gives us energy to run and think and play all day. Diabetes is a disease that makes it hard for the body to keep blood sugar levels steady. Diabetes is when the body either doesn't produce insulin or does, but it's not working. Insulin is part of it. It's something that helps our bodies process sugar. Sometimes people with diabetes need extra insulin. They get it into their bodies through a pump or with a needle. I don't like needles. Needles are not always the nicest, but they are super important for people with diabetes. And keeping track of the body's blood sugar can be tricky. Scientists have been figuring out different ways to help people keep an eye on their health, including some specially trained four-legged friends. It fluffy, white and brown. It looks like a poodle. This is Sal, and she is a Labradoodle. Sal is the first pooch to be trained by Australian lions hearing dogs to help people with diabetes. Sal can smell blood sugar levels and then alert her owner, Eliza Bartlett, if they're too high or too low. She can even call an ambulance using Eliza's phone or go and get help if she's really sick. They can do therapy like for people who are sad and they can give them lots of hugs. Yes, dogs can help in lots of different ways. Eliza thinks pets like Sal could help save lives and she's hoping more people with diabetes will get access to these pawsome skills in the future. Good dog, Sal. Good dog, Sal. Story number four. Oh, there's the bell. Time to get to class. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids. Good. Everyone's here. Okay, that small must be really tiny. Yep. Hermadale Public School is small. It's in western New South Wales, and it's right next door to a very big paddock. The owner of this paddock donated the land to the school so these students could become farmers and grow their own crop of wheat. You plant a seed and then you water it and then you put soil on it. That's pretty much it, except the Hermadale kids planted lots and lots of seeds. 
About three years ago, it seemed like these students would never be able to grow a whole crop of wheat because there was a huge drought. It was extremely dry. So dry, they couldn't see their playground because of all of the dust in the air. Now, they have the opposite problem. Lots of rain. But they're hoping the rain will stop just long enough for them to harvest their wheat. When they do, they're expecting they'll sell their crop for thousands and thousands of dollars. I would buy a working robot. I would buy a skyscraper and 200 books. That is quite a shopping list. The students say they're going to use the money to pay for some school excursions, including a trip to the coast, so they can watch their wheat being loaded onto a ship. Congratulations on your impressive wheat crop, Hermitdale Public School. Story number three. Can you think of an animal that has a snout? Pigs. Correct. But you'd also be correct if you said bees, or at least this one type of bee. A new species has been discovered in Western Australia, and it has a little snout. Wow! Kit Prendergast is an ecologist. That's someone who studies living things and their habitats. Kit was in a place called Kings Park when she came across a bee that she had never seen before. The bee stood out to Kit because it had a protruding snout. What a buzz. I know, right? Kit thought it was strange because, well, normally bees don't have noses. They smell with their antennae. So she went to the Western Australian Museum to find out more. When she was there, she discovered a few specimens of bee collected about 40 years ago, but no one had mentioned it since or given the species a name. That meant the bee with a snout hadn't been officially discovered. Kit named the species... Leoproctus zephyr. Yep, you got it. Named after her dog, Zephyr. But we don't know for sure why this bee has a snout. To smell out the good flowers. Good theory. Kit thinks the bee's snout helps it forage in native pea plants. The pea plant's flowers need to be pushed open for bees to access their delicious nectar and pollen. So Kit thinks Leoproctus zephyr uses its snout to help it get to the nectar. Kit's hoping this discovery helps people understand the importance of native plants and bees. Because without them, we wouldn't have any flowers or fruit or vegetables. Very true. And there are an estimated 2,000 species of bee yet to be identified in Australia. So many bees to discover. Story number two. Nina Mami. What language is that? That's Ghana language. What does Nina Mami mean? Are you good? Mani, I. I'm good. Oh, you guys are experts. You must have been reading the new Ghana language dictionary. A dictionary is a book of words and what they mean. Ghana is the language of the indigenous people who are the traditional owners of the land between the mid-north of South Australia through to Adelaide and then south to the Florio Peninsula. 
The Ghana people have lived there for thousands and thousands of years. But after white people came to Australia, the Ghana language wasn't spoken so much. That's because the government made some unfair laws and banned the Ghana people from speaking their language. The Ghana people say their language has been sleeping and they've been trying to find ways to wake it up. So they can remember them? Yes. The Ghana people have been working with the University of Adelaide to make this dictionary. Now, the university is searching for more Ghana speakers to teach the language in schools. They say it's important to pass the language to new generations so that it keeps being spoken. It's very important because the Aboriginals were the first people here and it's important to know the first people's language. And now it's time for... Wow of the Week. This story made me go wow because a human doctor took care of a gorilla. We're here at the Mogo Wildlife Park on the south coast of New South Wales and we're visiting a baby gorilla. He doesn't have a name yet and he's having a little sleep. He looks sick because he has that thing on his face. Yes, that is a feeding tube. This little one had a rough start, but he's doing okay now. His mum, Kipenzi, needed to have an operation after the birth. But they didn't call vets. They called doctors and nurses who work on humans. Because the gorillas are very similar to humans. They are. But just as the doctors and nurses were preparing to help the baby gorilla, the dad gorilla, Kassane, stepped in. Kassane scooped up his baby and took it away. To keep the baby safe. Maybe. It's rare for father gorillas to take such an interest in their babies, and it was stressful for the zookeepers because they knew the baby gorilla needed help. But they couldn't take the baby away from Kassane because gorillas are very strong and they can be dangerous if humans get too close. They can jump on you. Because the gorilla could have hurt the doctor. Possibly. Eventually, Kassane left the baby on its own and zookeepers rushed to retrieve it. The baby was very sick, but the doctors and nurses swung into action to give it the care that it needed. They fed the baby with feeding tubes and gave it some extra oxygen to help it breathe. Now the baby is happy and healthy and recovering with Mum Kipenzi. Phew! Good work, team! And that's it, my friends. Thank you, Ruby. Don't forget to do the news time quiz. You'll find it in the show notes. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Or as they say in Ghana language, nakuta. News time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.